0: this is west virginia morning i'm Teresa wills state education leaders have been pushing the need for early childhood intervention in schools to ensure literacy the renewed focus comes after state and national test results in 2022 showed steep declines in reading and math scores
1: this is an investment in the future if we don't do this investment in our children we're not going to have the workforce of the future.
0: That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. A coal company owned by the family of Governor Jim Justice has settled a lawsuit in Virginia. Curtis Tate has more.
2: A&G Coal, one of the Justice family's numerous companies, settled with three environmental organizations. As part of the settlement, the company will complete reclamation work at three coal mines in southwest Virginia. Appalachian Voices... Southern Appalachian Mountain Stewards and the Sierra Club had sued ANG over stalled reclamation at 3300 acres of mine lands. ANG must complete reclamation at all three sites by 2025. A 2014 consent agreement with the state of Virginia resulted in limited reclamation. Unlike the prior agreement, the settlement is enforceable by court order. ANG would owe higher fines if it fails to meet the new deadlines. A&G will also fund reclamation costs of up to $600,000 from coal mined at the three sites. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston.
0: The governor's 50 percent income tax per cut proposal was passed by the House yesterday, but the bill got a cold reception in the Senate. Randy Owe talked with the Senate Finance Chairman on why the House Bill was DOA and what might be the proposed what might be proposed in its place.
3: Senate President Craig Blair chuckled a bit upon receiving House Bill 2526, proposing a 50% income tax cut phased in over three years. The House plan would see the state lose a quarter of its current revenue stream, replaced by surplus revenue and expected population growth. The bill was referred to the Finance Committee. The chair of that committee, Senator Eric Tyre, Republican from Putnam County, said the House bill was a no-go for passage. He said it's not sustainable and would destroy the state budget in about three years.
2: To be able to do a what should be an imperpetuity tax cut, but uh, Dave Hardy, Secretary of Revenue, when he's in front of Senate Finance, said that, yes, this may not be there in three years, and it's just going to be uh, the next governor's problem or, or a, a future legislature's problem. And that's irresponsible. It's just risky as all get out, and we're not going to let that fly.
3: Tar said the Senate's yet-to-be-introduced tax cut proposal will competitively attract people and business to West Virginia. He said the proposal will highlight the key elements of the failed Amendment 2, but this time cuts in property and vehicle taxes will come in the form of a rebate.
2: When you're looking at it, manufacturing equipment, inventory, and vehicles, and the governor just sent up a vehicle rebate plan now, so we thought using the governor's plan to address those but include the species of property that prevent businesses from coming into West Virginia, and then use what we have in the remainder, because there's more after that, to start triggering down the income tax. It's kind of clunky to have to do it that way.
3: Clunky in the fact that there's concern with implementing all the bells and whistles of a working mechanism for large-scale tax rebates. Tar said the rebate method may be temporary until the public realizes a constitutional amendment to eliminate property and vehicle taxes is the best way forward. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston.
0: State education leaders have been pushing the need for early childhood intervention in schools to ensure literacy. The renewed focus comes after state and national test results in 2022 showed steep declines in reading and math scores. How will these proposed early childhood education reforms affect your children, your school system, and your wallet? Randy Yowie spoke with Senator Bob Plymel and Delegate Joe Statler to better understand the plans.
3: We're going to talk about early childhood initiatives, and we've all heard about it uh, throughout the media and throughout the house and senate in a general sense we can get into a little more specifics today and explain to the parents teachers students community members just what we're talking about here so we're looking at house bill 2003 which you passed off to the finance committee yesterday then this morning you talked about senate bill 274 the third grade success success act and bottom line is providing teachers from first second and third grade Systems and support to help students reach grade level literacy and numeracy, which is a new word to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, By the end of their third grade period. Why is that so important? Joe, we'll start with you
4: Well our test scores coming in has showed that uh, we have not met the mark on what we need to do uh, In those areas and so we've got to do something to strengthen that up because we know that by the end of the third grade if our students aren't reading Uh, To proficiency level it's a very slim chance that they're going to be able to improve and get better as they go on and without being able to read the level they need to school just becomes much more tougher and it actually there's a lot of studies out there as to how many will go on to college how many will drop out all those issues are in there so it's something that we have to deal with
3: so we're talking basically about bringing teachers' aides and assistants to the teachers in first, second, and third grade. I know the governor in the state of the state said he was going to give $37 million to earmark that for first grade teaching assistants. Uh, what we're talking about here are classrooms. I think the number right now is 12 or more. That is correct. Is, is it
1: similar in the Senate plan? Uh, fairly similar. Um, I think that um, the beauty that we have in the Senate is, you know, Uh, Senator Grady, the chair, is actually a fourth grade teacher and she is dealing with this every day in the classroom. Uh, I think the teacher aid is in the formula. That is a real important thing. Uh, I do agree with Delegate Statler that uh, when you look at the research, it certainly tells you that if you don't address this, you lose the children exponentially through the system. And imp- important thing is, when we did some studies before, when we did the pre-K initiatives, if you don't do this, guess where they end up? They end up on, on social programs. They end up in jail. We, it's, the, it's a real direct correlation between that. And, and we should realize we already have a
3: pre-K and kindergarten initiative where we have instituted these teachers' aides and uh, assistants. Um, the numbers from the West Virginia Department of Education show that there's more than 2,400 first, second, and third grade classrooms. So we're talking about a good amount of people here, and, and we're seeing where the price tag, at least on the House side, is right around $100 million. And there was a bit of contention regarding that yesterday, wasn't there, Joe?
4: Well, not a, there was some questions to the State Department and how that would be and basically where the uh, money how they would put it out there and how it's spent and they broke it down in the note it was all there available to us and some of it not only would go to pay the salaries but there's everything around the salaries also that has to be paid and plus there's a training this bill called for quite a bit of extensive training uh, for the new uh, assistant teachers and that has to be paid for and there's some continuation of stuff even on to the testing that they called for in there. I was looking today. I believe it was uh, estimated at $20 a student. And multiply that by the amount of students. And I don't have that number off top of my head, but it's several students. Then you have that figure.
3: 2,400 classes,
4: yeah. Yeah, 2,400 <laughs> classrooms. And so it, it, the number comes up quickly. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, basically, we did have some discussion. And, and of course, we have members that did not want to grow government. Uh, this will grow government by uh, uh, basically twenty four hundred uh, people, one for each classroom. So you have members that doesn't want to to grow the government, so they uh, they would object to it uh, on that basis. But well, when it comes to
1: tr- oh, go let ahead. me say something that this is an investment in the future. If we don't do this investment in our children, we're not going to have the workforce of the future. So this is a, a, a multi-realm component that you've got to look at. You've got to do this early childhood. We also need to do something related to the, from, from COVID, we have the COVID effect that's on education. We need to catch kids up. We need to do some intense summer training or some things like this. And then there's the continuum on the higher ed side of how do we train the workforce of tomorrow? This is a critical element of all these pieces to being together. I mean, I applaud the effort. I really do.
0: That was Senator Bob Plymel and Delegate Joe Statler speaking with Randy Yoey about early childhood development for the legislature today. To hear the rest of that interview, visit our website, wvpublic.org. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 753. Mostly cloudy and breezy today, a chance of rain or snow with high temperatures in the 30s and low 40s. Windy tonight with a chance of snow, lows in the 20s. Partly cloudy tomorrow with highs in the 30s and low 40s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torres Saville Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at torresavillelaw.com. This week's Encore episode of Mountain Stage features a picker's paradise, as we're treated to sets from several incredible artists, including Kieran Kane and Raina Gellert, who have our song of the week. In their second appearance together on the show, Kieran Kane and Raina Gellert perform their original song, "Bailout Blues, from their most recent release, The Flowers That Bloom in Spring.
3: Two, three, go.
1: Back, prime your rose, pull your weeds. Sunny be giving out bag of sea. Mm hmm. got a fill out the weatherman, weatherman. Tell me about the weatherman if you can. Crops are flooded, crops are dry. Everybody talking about a reason why. Mm hmm. Gotta
3: fill out
2: soybeans piling up dc playing that booty of trucks don't you worry good times are coming working on a plan to keep your tractor
1: running mm-hmm. Got out blues. drive your truck to the low dot rolling
2: in while the prices drop want to make a living on a family farm try selling off the chickens the
4: You can't sell, you can't buy, storing it up while Terrace rides. One man, one goat, throwing away, and that's
3: all she wrote. hmm
0: Was Karen Kane and Raina Geller performing Bailout Blues on the Mountain Stage? To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon, right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.